Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Practical Wisdoms for Life podcast. I'm Lynn, and we are continuing our discussion on movies featuring strong women characters. Joining me are Amanda, Allison, Rachel, and Christina. So we're going to spotlight characters that fit the definition of a strong woman. Rachel, will you kick off the discussion this morning? Sure. So last week, you might have heard us talk about Matilda. And it was funny because I wanted to bring it up because I've heard a lot of discussion that it is a movie highlighting strong women. But none of us could actually remember how it went because... I, I don't know if anyone besides my, Amanda and myself have seen it, but we saw it so long ago when we were children. So I did my due diligence and I went back and watched it. And, you know, I mean, the critics are right. Matilda, it does feature some very strong women, um, including Miss Honey and Matilda. So obviously Matilda is the title character and her strength comes from her, her determination to learn and her determination to do right and to hold people to justice. And she uses her powers to sort of help bring justice to her wackadoodle school and to Miss Honey in particular. And it comes from a very heroic kind of place. Meanwhile, Miss Honey, she, um, her big strength is her, her kindness. So she works under a horrible principal who is just cruel and hates children. Um, and she chooses to be kind and to teach the children love and compassion and creativity despite what she's supposed to be doing and she hides it so, I mean they have this whole elaborate system so that when the principal's coming they hide all the fun and the colors and they drop down the list of rules of like no fun and no talking and no laughing um, and so yeah I just wanted to circle back around to to Matilda because last week we tried to bring it up but we didn't do it justice so I just wanted to to bring that up it's great that you rewatched it and it's funny because I don't, I don't really remember most of that, but it makes me want to go back and rewatch it again myself. Yeah, it's a silly movie. You know, it was came out in 1996, and you can tell. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't mean like the effects. The effects are fine. It's just you know, if it, it just feels like the 90s. So yeah, it's right. a good movie. Um. Also. I know before we got started, I mentioned that I wanted to talk about three and a half movies. I miscounted. I actually wanted to talk about four and a half movies. The half was Matilda. So I just wanted to, um, before we get into the horror movies, because I have several horror movies that I want to talk about, and I think Amanda does as well, I did want to bring up one more drama film called The Danish Girl. Mm, um, that's a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. And I, this features two very strong women. women. Um, there's Lily, who is transitioning from a man to a woman to her true female self um, during the 1920s of all times. And her strength is in her determination to be her authentic self, to be who she truly is. Um, her never-ending kindness and optimism. And and her her willingness to take risks in order to be who she really is. So that's why I think Lily is a really, really, really strong female character. But her wife, and eventually ex-wife, Gerda, I think she's also 
a really strong character because Gerda married who she thought was a man. And when Lily starts transitioning, Gerda remains supportive and and helps Gerda, I mean, helps Lily through her transition and um, deflects suspicion, fights off um, people who want to put Lily in a psychiatric ward um, and does everything she can to support Lily and her and her transition in a time when that's very difficult. And even when Gerda herself was going through some emotional times, because of course the person she thought she had married was not who she thought that person was. So I don't know. I think that that, that the Danish girl features two very strong women. And of course I do wish that Lily had been played by an actual transgender woman, but Eddie Redmayne did do a very good job in his acting and his portrayal. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree on all accounts. I saw that movie and I I thought it was just a really beautiful movie. And I think it was, it's really good that they, that, that there, that there is a movie to depict this because, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of discussion about transgender people, you know, in our, social and political world lately and I think it's really good to to see a movie that really paints a picture of who these people are and it humanizes them for people that don't understand the this issue or don't understand transgender um so I, I think it's really great and I, I agree with you I think both both women are really strong I mean Lily she has to I mean it must be so tough to transition especially in the 1920s I mean I don't I don't think people really knew about it at all back then. And her wife, I think is, I, th- I think it's a great that she is so supportive. You know, she doesn't fall into the trap of like the other people that are, you know, don't understand and think that there's something like that, that Lily's crazy or something. I think mm-hmm. it's really great to stand by her. Yeah. I'm definitely going to have to add that to my list. And I think it would be a very difficult uh, transition at any time, including mm-hmm. today. I mean, it's a big, big emotional um, trip that you're going to uh, journey that you will proceed. And I love the topic. I think that is just to, uh, you know, when it depicts that compassion and uh, mm-hmm. respect and dignity. So that's terrific. Yeah. Okay. So what? So that was one of your what? Three and a half or four and a half? <laughs> four and a half. <laughs> so now well, we're down to three. Well, before you get into the horror movies, because I do have some of those, I wanted to stick with the drama uh, genre for a little bit, because um, there are a few that I want to talk about too. Um, one, I'm not sure how well known this movie is. I'm not sure if any of you have seen it, but it came out um, like in 2005. It's called North Country. And it stars Charlize Theron, and um, it's actually based on a true story. Um, it's set in, in the late 1980s, and um, it's about this woman. Her name is Josie, and she's a single mom. She had an abusive husband, and she's now a single mom. And, um, and she's been working, I think, as a hairdresser. And she needs, I mean, she needs to... Um, earn more of an income to take care of her children and so she ends up getting into the field that her dad works in much to her dad's uh, disapproval and the disapproval of everyone that almost everyone that works in that industry her dad works in in a mine like a coal mine and that's of course a very male dominated field 
but she ends up getting into that career because it pays a lot better than what she's currently making as a hairdresser. And it's interesting because she faces so much sexual harassment working in this coal mine, uh, coal mine and um, she fights it. And this is actually a real story. So it ended up leading to a case um, that led to our current um, sexual harassment policies in the workplace. But at the time, they, they didn't seem to really exist, or at least not, not to the point that they needed to. And she had to fight against her coworkers, her employers, the legal system, just to, to get some policies in place that would protect her against the sexual harassment that she faced in, in, at her job. And she wasn't the only woman that worked there. There were other women too, but um, it required so much strength and perseverance. Um, I think it's really great movie, and I think it's a really great depiction of of a real issue and, and something that we're definitely talking about a lot lately, like with the Me Too movement. So it's actually pretty relevant. Yeah, now. that sounds amazing. I remember that when I read your your piece on it for the listicle that went out a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, I was really interested. I had never heard of this movie, but now I really want to see it. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. I mean, it's it's amazing to fight against such a such an establishment and an institution the coal mining and i mean i haven't seen the the movie but i almost feel like just instinctively i feel like she's also going against the town as well as the workers and her mm -hmm. employers and, um so yeah that sounds that sounds incredible yeah yeah i i um i don't know how i found i think my husband had seen it and he recommended it to me um and kind of in a similar uh on a similar topic um, there's a newer movie I saw. It's called Miss Sloan. It came out a couple years ago, and it stars Jessica Chastain, who I love. Um, and this, in this movie, it's um, she she plays a lobbyist. So she works in um, in politics in Washington D.C. and she's a lobbyist. And at the beginning of the movie, I think the way it goes is she's offered a position to um, support the gun lobby. And she says no, she turns it down and her boss is furious about that. And um, it actually ends up being a huge uh, rift in her in her career where she has to take on the gun lobby and she has to come up with a team of people that will work with her. And a lot of people don't want to work with her. They say, you can't, you can't take them on, you can't defeat them. You're gonna like lose your career. And um, she ignores that and she, she, she did a really strong character in this movie, a strong woman in this movie. And it's kind of amazing to see her stand up to this huge influence in, in America. And I'm not, I don't want to reveal the ending to you, but it, it was pretty stunning to me. So I definitely think mm -hmm. you should check that out too. Yeah, I love Jessica Chastain. Yeah, great. That sounds terrific. That another add-on list, you know, as I was out there gathering signatures uh, for one of our initiatives recently. Okay, so yeah. um, Allison and Christina, you've been pretty quiet. Any thoughts on any of the, the dramas or the discussion so far? Um, well, I was just going to mention that, like, when we were talking about the, the Danish girl, um, I, yeah, I mean, I agree that Eddie Redmayne did a really fantastic job but um, personally, I think I would like to see more movies. And I think a lot of people um, 
agree with me, would agree with me, um, that have more um, lead characters that are played by trans women and uh, women who are trans women in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally you don't really, agree. You don't really see oh, a lot of those. I mean, I, I can't really think of any major film, at least. Um, I mean, I, it's, I, I can think of some TV characters, but not right. films. Right. So I was gonna say I can't think of any. I might just not know about them. I, I can't think of any major films that star someone who's actually transgender playing a transgender role. I think of a couple of TV shows though. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's good that uh, such a strong woman was portrayed at all. Um, as we all agree that Eddie did a good job. But yeah, I think that I think that it only add to the power of having strong women characters to show different kinds of strong women um, and have those women be portrayed by women who actually share their experience and share their identity. So that'd right. be great. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really good point and I completely agree with both of you. Are there any other, other dramas to bring up? Well, um, I didn't mention before we started this podcast that I did watch uh, Incredibles 2. Um, Not quite a drama, but... No, 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 but it's a movie. Um, it is a movie. But, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I won't bring up any spoilers about it, but, like, uh, I have to say that I, I really enjoy that movie um, because I, I find that a lot of films that I have watched... Um, like just just the <laughs> animated things. Um, usually, when you when people try to write strong woman characters without really considering the story or just the character as a person themselves, they insert this cardboard uh, strong quotation marks woman. That's um, but, you know, you, you have this dyed hair, sort of gothish person um, mm-hmm. that you see in, uh, you saw in the Emoji movie, you see it in uh, the Lego movie. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember their names, but it, it's just so odd that it's like a copy and paste character and they don't really play major roles. And they're supposed to come off as strong women because they're um, well identified in a certain field, skilled in a certain field, but they don't play any major roles. Um, and Incredibles 2 was a great uh, departure from that um, because you, our main protagonist is. Um, a woman. Um, she takes the center field uh, spotlight of the entire film, or the most of the film, um, doing all this work, and uh, there there, does, there isn't this forced stiltedness to show how strong she is. She just is strong. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, I haven't seen Wonder Woman, so <laughs> I'm this uh, me um, pointing this out might just be, you know, uh, <laughs> being a little uninformed. But I, I really enjoy that movie and how it seems really genuine of portraying a full holistic character. Yeah, exactly. I think that you make too. a fantastic. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, she's. It's great to also see that as you know that she's a mom and she's got all these great characteristics and and uh, you know not only for work but the whole person. To your point, her her family life, her personal um, aspirations. That's terrific. So I interrupted you, Rachel. No, I mean that's totally fine. I was saying that Christina makes a fantastic point about how. Um, she doesn't, this character doesn't need to, um, to make a show of her strength. She just is strong. And I really like that. And Christina's, uh, her note that there are a lot of, as she put it, copy and paste, strong female characters, like strong female with a capital S and F, um, where you have the, the sort of gothish look that Christina mentioned and where they just, that's kind of like their whole personality is that they're a strong woman and, they just make a show of demonstrating that and then shunt her to the side where as real strength, like um, it sounds like Elastigirl um, or Elastigwoman or whatever her name is, um, seems to show based on what Christina said in the new Incredibles movie is just strength that you know is there because when you have real strength, you don't have to make a show of it. People can feel it. And I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. All right, so any more dramas? All right, on to the next 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 genre, because I know, Rachel, you still had your list of uh, movies that you wanted to present, and I don't think we're through that. Nope, we're moving on to horror. Because it's funny, because there's this, like, I'm not sure how widespread this idea is, and I'm going to make a note before I get too far into it, is that uh, um, I'm not, like, the horror buff that Amanda is, but... Um, <laughs> It's actually funny because uh, when I want to watch something light, I watch horror movies. I don't know why that is, but it's kind of weird. <laughs> well, <laughs> it seems counterintuitive, but I don't get attached to the characters because there's a good chance that they're all going to die. So it's easy for me to watch horror movies without getting too emotionally invested. Um, but there are some women in horror movies some women characters that do make me feel a little emotionally invested. And one of them, which ended up on the, the list that we published was Maddie Young in Hush. And I think that she is an amazing character. So a lot of times in horror movies, you might think of like women just screaming and then getting killed by a serial killer. But um, I think with Maddie, she's deaf, but she's also um, nonverbal. She can't speak. Um, and, uh, she, when she's being victimized by a serial killer, you think that that puts her at a disadvantage, um, those two things, as well as the fact that, you know, she's not expecting to be victimized by a serial killer, so she's not exactly prepared. But what Maddie does is that, um, she uses all the resources at her disposal to keep herself safe. And, um, you know, she's creative in her thinking. She's a writer, so she can, the way she describes it in the movie is that um, she can see all the different endings. So um, she uses that to her advantage. 
to imagine how things would play out if you did one thing or the other. And the specialized uh, things that she has in her house, she also uses to, to her own advantage. Um, things that, that are so loud that they'll wake her up because she wouldn't be able to hear them. Things like that. Um, she has to be able to hear the vibrations. Um, so yeah, she's, she's an incredible character that, and she uses, um, she ends up using her, her heightened, her other senses, not her, I don't want to say that they're heightened, but she uses her other senses to help her out as well, since she can't hear. Yeah, I think it's really great that you mentioned that movie, Rachel, because I saw it too, and I was also, um, amazed at how, how this woman is, is able to single-handedly, uh, well, I don't want to reveal the ending, but she's throughout the movie. She's she's avoiding this serial killer, and it's amazing. You, you would think she'd be at a disadvantage, but she actually uses this to her advantage. And I think it's mm -hmm. really great to to see that. And I, I don't think I've ever seen that in a horror movie. Um, you know, where where there is a deaf person and and it's used as um as a strength. You know. Yeah. It's kind of off topic. It reminds me of this other movie I saw last, <laughs> I think last year. It, it's not a strong woman movie. It's not really relevant, but it, it there is a, a blind villain and he, he's actually at a, an advantage um, despite being blind. So it's kind of interesting to, it's not to see. It's I, I told you about. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Yeah. What is it? Uh, I think it's called Don't Breathe, that one. Yeah, that, no, you, you did see it before me. Anyway, that, yeah, that's completely off topic. But Sorry. yes. So another um, horror movie that I wanted to bring up was The Babadook. Um, so Elastigirl, she's a mom, and she uses that her, to her strength. In The Babadook, um, Amelia is a mom to a son who's quite challenging. Um, he's young, I think about six, and he's a, he's a challenging son to be raising as, as a single mom. Um, but it ends up being her her motherly love that ends up saving them from the demon type thing the babadook the monster um you know she's she's not strong throughout the movie but she does end up finding the strength that she needs in order to put up a good fight for um for herself and for her son and i think she's She's a fantastic example. Even before the monster came into their life, she was she was grinding, you know. She she was working hard um, as a single mom to keep to keep things all afloat, put food on the table for her son, and to take care of her son, who's eccentric in a lot of ways. So she was a strong woman to begin with, and she uses her strength, particularly her her maternal strength, to to go against the Babadook. Yeah. That's a great one. It kind of reminds me of um, another movie. It's one of my favorite horror movies. Um, it came out almost 10 years ago, I think. Um, it's called Orphan, and it's a psychological horror thriller. I love that one. And it's just, it's interesting because I feel like this one kind of has two strong women, one who's the villain and one who is, um, you know, the victim and she has to defeat the, 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 the villain. So it's interesting because this girl, Esther, um, she's remarkably resourceful. There's something kind of scary and spooky about her. So I'm not gonna tell you what, in case you haven't seen it, but 
she's pretty terrifying. Um, but she's very resourceful and intelligent and strong. And she uses that for bad, obviously. But there is there is that side of her that is strong. But then, um, moreover, with the the mom character, uh, her name is Kate. Um, I mean, she's not she's not represented as strong throughout. I mean, she's um, she she lost a child. It was stillborn. She um, she's a recovering alcoholic. She has a lot of issues that she's going going through, especially now that she has this new adopted daughter, Esther, who's kind of scary. But <laughs> but <laughs> by the end of the movie, I think her strength really does shine through. I mean, she was in the hospital um, recovering from some from some bad things that happened to her. And she ends up escaping with her from the hospital to save her other two children. I mean, her husband, by the end of it, kind of kind of was useless and weak. But she, even though she was just escaped from a hospital, was still kind of drugged up from the, from going through the surgery she had to go through. She still goes all the way home in the snow and ice, and she saves her children from this scary girl. So I think that's another example of someone who you might not think is strong at the beginning, but in the end, she is strong. Yeah, absolutely. I've only seen that movie once at your behest, of course, but it is really good. And I think you're right that it pits two very strong um, a young women and a woman woman. <laughs> um, puts, right. Pits them against each other um, in order to almost to, like take control of the family, but not, not exactly that way. But, you know. Yeah, kind of, kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great one. And another one I just saw it recently. It's a newer movie. It's called Kidnap, um, and it has it stars Halle Berry, and um, this one is also very much like a strong mother. So um, her character moms do a great job in horror movies. They do. Moms are the strongest women. If you ever see like a horror if you're movie, in a horror movie, you want a mom on your side, okay? Yeah, <laughs> That's the only way you're gonna survive. Yeah, uh, moms. Moms it's will. So do all kinds of stuff to protect their children, right? So, yeah. um, and uh, just uh, as fathers will as well, so. Yeah, but something about moms, they really shine through in horror movies. Um, <laughs> the one I saw with Halle Berry, um, her character's name is Carla, and um, her six-year-old son gets kidnapped from a park, like in broad daylight. And it ends up being this really like exciting a thriller film where she's, you know, she's involved in a car chase and um, she's trying to save her son when she has no one else to help her. I mean, she lost her cell phone, so she can't call the police and she doesn't know how to get anyone's attention because she's following these people down the freeway um, trying to not lose sight of her son because she knows if she loses him, if she loses sight of him, she might never find him again. And um, it, it ended up taking a lot of crazy turns, but I think it's just really amazing that throughout the whole movie, she's perseverant and she doesn't lose sight of her kid. But she she works all the way through the end in her efforts to save him, and she doesn't let anything deter her, even though she's you know she's just a regular mom who had, who's had a pretty normal life up until this point, and then she's taking on these scary people who aren't afraid of killing. And so it's it's pretty exciting. Yeah, she is pardon the pun, but she's driven. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the perfect word for it. <laughs> yes, she's driven and has a single focus, and she will 
gets that because, as Lynn said, you know, moms are are willing to do pretty much anything for their kids. Yeah. yeah. But that kind of brings me, um, not of course, not all moms. We can't generalize. Not all moms are awesome, but yeah. <laughs> moms in horror movies tend to be. <laughs> um, I think I wanted to bring up one last uh, movie, which is also a horror movie, and the character I want to bring up is Annabelle from Mama. And Annabelle is not Mama. In fact, she's not a mom to begin with. Um, and when her boyfriend um, finally finds his two nieces, who um, the beginning of the story is that a dad goes crazy and kidnaps his daughters, and then they disappear into the woods. And so um, that dad's twin brother, he's been looking for um, his brother and and nieces and when he finally finds the nieces he gets custody of them and annabelle his girlfriend is sort of like brought into this this whole life when she never wanted to be a mom she is completely resistant and or at least hesitant to take on a motherly role for these two little girls um but throughout the movie as they're being haunted by um this ghost type entity called mama um she's the one who's who really has to, has the strength to to fight for the children and to try to understand what the ghost even wants, and and she finds it in herself to to use her ability to love these children to to try to keep them from from being taken away by the ghost mama, and I think that you know you don't you don't have to be a mom you don't have to have given birth to your children to to love them. Um, and you want to protect them. And even Annabelle, who didn't want to be a mom to begin with, she ends up being a really good one. She does a really good job fighting for uh, the two little girls throughout the movie. She's yeah, also really cool because she's also a musician and an artist, and that's cool. <laughs> that's always awesome. Yeah, I remember liking that movie. I, I think I've only seen it the one time um, after you recommended it to me. But I remember, yeah, she was she was really strong in her reluctantly motherly role mm -hmm. all right so i'd like to talk about why it's important for movies to depict you know re remarkable and daring women characters and i'm going to start because i am a mom and at the in the first podcast we talked a lot about disney films and why i feel it's so important is because for my daughter or for my nieces or, and it helps visualize different gender roles, you know, it, that, that young women and girls, they have their own goals, their own dreams. They're not going to run from adversity. They're going to stay true to their values that they can accomplish a great deal with their own resourcefulness. And uh, th those are some of the things that really stand out to me and why it's so important is so that we can move forward as culturally and as a society in what our vision and how we embrace women as whole people, as a whole mm -hmm. person. So, I mean, what are your, your thoughts, everyone? Well, I just wanted to bring up something about like you were talking about gender roles. I think that it's really funny how we continue calling these women in Disney movies, Disney princesses. 
because they're not really, I mean, some of them like, you know, they're the main characters and they're strong female, they're strong, they're strong women characters. But I mean, I think that maybe like, it comes from the older Disney movies where, I mean, they were actually kind of like Disney princesses. I don't know, like it's, it's kind of, it's, it's funny to me that we still call all of these women Disney princesses. <laughs> because oh, yeah, I mean, I can't... sorry Rachel I didn't hear you you mean the ones who aren't actually princesses like Mulan right or... yeah or even Elsa she's a queen not a princess so <laughs> good point yeah yeah and I mean you know I think that it's also I maybe it's that the definition of Disney princess has changed and the definition of princess has changed. I mean, it's, I mean, I grew up thinking that <laughs> the word princess kind of meant like you were dependent on everybody and like not, you know, necessarily a strong woman. So, <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, I, I guess definitions evolve over time and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's an interesting. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think so. I agree. It's it's yeah. like this piece of empowerment that uh, that you can take charge and take control and choose your own path, and you know, while still being uh, tied to your connections, to your family, to your friends, and those values, and yet there's a whole world ready for you and you just need to seize it. So I don't, it's, it is an interesting uh, dichotomy, right? I think I agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean that, I think that um, in real life, even I think the definition of princess has obviously um, changed quite a bit because, you know, when you think about like princess Diana in, in real life and like, you know, in like various other princesses, they're very, very strong. They were, you know, very strong women. And uh, I get, you know, I think that the word, the word princess doesn't necessarily have to mean, you know, somebody who's, you know, in, entitled and dependent on everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Not, uh, yeah, you know, right. somebody who stands up for what they believe in, so. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that so many of those characters, too, you know, they're not going to settle for anything other than an equal partnership. And, and that's another important right. um, characteristic, I believe, of, of strong women. So um, what are, you know, anyone else's thoughts on that and, and why it's important for movies to depict strong women? Well, I think um, it, um, oh, sorry, Christina, do you want to talk? Oh, no, you can go ahead. Okay. Um, I was just going to say, um, there's this idea that representation matters, and this applies to all different kinds of people. Um, yes. But in regards to women specifically, since that's our, the point of our podcast today, um, in regards to women, I think it's really important, especially not, not just for younger women, not just for little girls, but also as you get older, it's important to see um, it's, it's important to see movies and, and books and, and anything where 
women are strong characters and and there are different kinds of strong women and different kinds of strengths and um i i think just seeing that even in 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 your media just seeing that it, it lets you know that it's possible to to be a certain way it, it's possible to be strong and to maybe you know go against the norm and and forge a new path but just just seeing it is enough to help a lot of people realize that they don't have to be stuck in whatever situation then they don't have to be confined to whatever their their friends and family or society in general told them that they are or have to be you know um i think it's just helpful to to know what your what your what your options are it can be inspirational yeah exactly yeah i totally agree with that and i think that um movies are a really great way for um to have people to you know strong women to look up to and um you know when women don't necessarily have sometimes you know other women to look up to as role models in real life so you know for example like if you're working in a you know, like male dominated industry or you know something where you just don't have a female role model in real life it's a good thing to have you know strong women to look up to characters to look up to and say hey you know i can actually uh, you know, get inspired to do that because these characters are successful. Yeah. So. yeah. And breaking down yeah. the barriers. Yeah. And, and yeah. moving the needle forward. Absolutely. Christina, you had wanted to say something. Um, yeah, actually it sort of builds upon the idea of representation matters. Um, it's, I, I don't know how to put this, but it's, it's sort of like, in the absence of representation, you get really poor representation. You get uh, weak characters. And um, I think that, that that is psychologically damaging. It's not like, um, it, it's not something that's overt, but uh, there's this thing called subconscious bias or something. Um, I feel like media has a lot, a lot of influence in that regard. Mm -hmm. um, from my own experience, I think, uh, I, I think a few weeks ago, um, I realized that I experienced the sort of internalized misogyny <laughs> in sort of some of my ideas. Um, it took some soul searching, but... <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, I, I realized it, um, and I think it's because of an absence of these strong portrayals in growing up as a uh, woman. So I feel like in that regard, it is very important. <laughs> it's very important for there to be good representation. Uh, it doesn't have to be... Uh, just some stock character that's very skilled or strong and they're coding about. Um, I think it's important to show holistic characters. Um, it's, it's good to have 
flawed characters, but uh, someone that grows as a person within the film's uh, story, uh, such as the uh, that one horror movie that you were bringing up with Mama, right? Uh, <laughs> she's not a mother, but she uh, develops uh, these qualities that helps her become a more uh, better person or mm-hmm. saying, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, that's my take on that question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, I think, like, obviously it matters for inspiring women, but I think depicting strong women also matters for for boys and for men to mm-hmm. be able to to see representations in the media that they consume that women are entire whole human beings who are capable of being strong and of being remarkable and amazing i think i mean when when women don't see strong female characters they feel like they they might feel like they can't be strong or um or that women aren't strong maybe they are they're not like other girls but women in general aren't strong and when men never see strong women i imagine that they feel the same thing that women in general aren't strong um and women in general don't contribute much to the storyline and that's not helpful so i think that by making sure that all of our media depicts uh strong fantastic women and strong being of course a a very broad term whether it's strength through compassion strength through through fierceness there's all kinds of strengths um and i want to see all of them not just one or two but all of them represented widely um and then i think that'll help men be able to visualize women as being like important human beings and also for my final point strong women just make better entertainment it's just more fun to watch like weak characters and just watching men do everything that's really boring and it feels like you've seen the same movie a thousand times so if nothing else if the whole broader social movement thing doesn't convince you it's just better entertainment yeah to yeah. have well-rounded yeah dynamic characters absolutely yeah male and female absolutely across all intersectional spectrum yeah terrific mm-hmm. Okay, well, this has been a great conversation. And to anyone listening, uh, if you haven't already added any comments to our previous podcast, you can certainly add them here. Also to the uh, listicle that we've got posted. We would love to hear your thoughts. Um, I want to thank all of our members and guests who joined us for today's podcast. And we'll be having another terrific dialogue at Petite Queen coming soon. If you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com. <laughs> <laughs>